You're listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast with Paula B. And this is episode number 241. The Paula B. Book Club reads The Kindness Method. Welcome to the Fitness Matters Podcast, where every week we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you. I'm Paula B., YouTuber, certified life and weight loss coach, soon to be author, and your best middle-aged fitness friend. Are you ready to talk about the fitness mindset that matters to you? Me too. Let's go. Hello, hello, my friends. You guys, I'm so excited to bring you today's episode of the Fitness Matters podcast, which is a replay of the live book club event where we read The Kindness Method. You guys, you can download and listen to The Kindness Method or thousands of other great titles from Chirp Audiobooks at steep limited time discounts with no monthly subscription fees. And when you're there, you can also follow the Paula B. Wellness Over 50 book club at Chirp books.com slash Paula. That's P-A-H-L-A. When you follow the club, you'll get exclusive access to join the book club discussion and you'll see what other Wellness Over 50 book club members think about the book and you can share your thoughts too. This replay of our recent live event was so much fun and I'm really looking forward to the next one and I hope you'll join me too. Enjoy this replay. All right, you guys. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Welcome to the Paula B. Wellness Over 50 Book Club in partnership with Chirp Audiobooks. You guys, this month we were reading The Kindness Method by Sharu Izadi. And I will be honest, I picked this book completely blindly and I was very pleasantly surprised. And I cannot wait to talk with you guys about it, to hear your opinions and have a great conversation. First of all, though, let me tell you welcome. I mean, I'm super excited to see people I already know and people that I'm looking forward to getting to know. And if I don't know you yet, then an extra special welcome, especially if you are here from Chirp and you don't know me yet. Yes, I am naturally this enthusiastic. Yes, I talk this much. Yes, this is who I am. This is this is a what you see is what you get sort of a situation. The book club, me, the podcast. It's always a little bit casual, a little bit informal, a little bit fun. I anticipate, I anticipate that we're going to have some laughs because we always do. And and I'm kind of secretly hoping that we have a little bit of like difference of opinion. Not a lot. Not a huge fan of like confrontation or anything. But I'm very curious to know how you all like interacted with the book, what you thought about it. There is, by the way, there is no quiz. I am not planning on like testing your knowledge of the book, nor am I really planning on like teaching anything out of it. Here at the book club, I personally read them as as a reader. Like I'm taking this in, I'm taking what applies to me and using it in my everyday life. And I'm kind of leaving at the door the things that I don't agree with or, or didn't seem relevant to me. So my, my choosing of the books isn't always because, oh, this was a book I've loved and this is a book I want you to know everything about. I anticipate that there will be things in the book that you thought was amazing and maybe some things that you thought were, yeah, didn't really didn't really sit well with me or didn't really think it applied to me in some way. And I'd love to hear about both sides of that from all of you. So I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with the same basic question I always do, because this really does kind of set the tone for the conversation totally. Did you like the book? Yes or no? <laughs> because, because if there's some overwhelming no's, I, I see one shaking head. I love it. I love it. Yes. <laughs> I love that because you guys, there have been, there have been books at the book club that I was like, oh, yeah, none of this resonated with me, like at all. And, and I do anticipate that when we read a book, sometimes you're going to be like, oh, this is, this is just kind of junk. And I, I definitely want to hear about that. So I got a lot of yeses. I got at least one no. I got a loved it so much. This is exciting. I'm, I'm happy to hear more about this. I also, I would really like to know really specifically, Kate, do you, you help yourself to go ahead and unmute. You can pop in with chatting, all of you guys. You can unmute. I want to hear your voices. I just wanted to say I listened to it on Chirp, you know, and it's very inspiring. But then I wound up going on eBay and getting a paper copy because, like, all the questions, she, you know, rattles them. And it's like, what was that? What was that? I'm supposed to write answers? or yeah. So uh, it, and that was it, it's inspiring to listen to, but I think 
you also need the print copy. And that's exactly what I was, that was pretty much my first question behind, did you like it is, did you listen or did you read? And what was your response to it? Because I only listened and felt the same way. Like, oh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of doing here. There's a lot of, I'd like to look at this again, that I can see myself getting a paper copy too, just again, for the visual. How about the rest of you? Were we listeners, readers, both combination? I, I listened, Listening. but I went back. Like, so I would listen through a few chapters mm-hmm. and then I would go back and I would like, like hear the questions and I would stop after each question and write them down. So it was kind of a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So, so the paper copy probably makes more sense, but especially when doing the maps and stuff, I did, I would say I did about half of the maps and then, um, and then I kind of lost interest in the maps. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to come back around to that. I'm very curious. That drove me insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trying to like hear it and do something with it. Is that what you mean? Or well, I always prep dinner while I'm listening to books. So like, trying to draw a bubble, draw a bubble, draw a bubble, draw a bubble. And I'm like, (laughs) like, I'm sure it's better reading, but listening, it was, I, it was so repetitive, you know? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Now I didn't necessarily think about it as, I mean, it was repetitive. Certainly. I didn't think about it that way so much as I was listening while I was walking, same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I was, I was doing something else and I, I'll be honest, though, I did not come to this book thinking that there was going to be homework. <laughs> so so I didn't come to it thinking, oh, okay, there's going to be a written portion and a listening portion. I just, and so therefore, when it came to the written portion, and I was, you know, out in the world walking, I was like, okay, I'm just going to listen my first time through. And I'm not going to even try and like, do the work until I've really kind of taken it all in first. And that that actually is another question. Um, I'm going to read a comment here, though. Um Lori says that this is one of those books that absolutely needed one of those accompanying PDFs that some books have. It definitely, it, it does seem like it almost requires a, a, a physical copy and it would probably be really, I mean, I, I, I tried to book. Google it. A PDF. I wonder if there's like a workbook that actually literally, no. Oh, good marketing opportunity there. I mean, that would, that would totally make sense. So yeah. uh, Margaret says, I got a four minute summary I also listened a lot and all over the place. Not one of those readers that listened to all of it. I love it. I love that you admit that. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I will tell you there, there have been books at the book club and other book clubs that I've done in my life that I have not finished. <laughs> um, but really glad you accessed the book. She speaks to you. I love that. That's awesome. Um, Deborah said I listened, but it was a little frustrating because I wanted to see the maps and lists of questions. They just kind of washed over me. And uh, that's kind of how I felt too, but I, I sort of intentionally allowed the washing over thinking I'll take in what I can. I'll use whatever sticks. And then if I, if I want to, I will go back and like do work with it. Um, got lots of listeners. This is interesting. I love it that the listening, oh, except Sally, who says, I can't imagine <laughs> listening to it. It is a read through, get the shape, then go back and do the work kind of book. I love it. And Denise says, I downloaded a copy from our public library. I love it. You guys, here's the thing. Yes, this this book club is in partnership with Chirp Audiobooks, but I love the conversation about however you have taken in this book. And some of it, honestly, is, is just curiosity from my part. I I like listening to audiobooks and have never really tried to take them in in quite the same way that I do now that we have a, a book club about books that I'm listening to. And I'm really enjoying listening to my own brain, like treat them differently. Um, and so Lori says, yes, yeah, Sally, if I'd known that, I would have at the very least taken it up on the library to accompany the listening. Exactly. So this kind of does lead me to my next question. For those of you who like took the time, did you do... I'm going to say all the homework, some of the homework, none of the homework. I'm in the none of the homework category. I'm freely admitting that. Laurie says none of the homework. That's my girl. I, I, I did. Uh, I started with the first couple maps. I, I actually didn't do the letter at the very beginning. Um, that to me was just like going to take too much reflection. I just didn't. Um, but the first two, what I'm happy to be and what I'm most proud of, yeah, just made me so emotional. 
Mm. Um, that I just, I read the rest, but I just, that's all I could do at that point. I also then took my phone because I did the book. I got the book from my library and I took pictures of some of the pages that like some questions, there was a questions about your daily, you know, reflecting on your daily interactions in the morning and setting, Mm -hmm. like setting your intentions. And I thought I'm never going to remember all of these, but I can look at my phone when I'm doing something or when I'm out somewhere and I have time. And um, yeah, I just thought, especially the the first two maps I thought were really, really special. Mm -hmm. I got bored after that. Oh, so I'm fascinated by that because I actually found the the later maps to be a little bit more interesting. And I, this is actually what I'm going to, I'm going to kind of come to this. Um, let me make sure that I'm reading questions though. Oh, Terry, you did it all. Okay. So you're getting your A plus on this one. I did it all. Not because I'm obedient and compliant, even though I've just given you credit for that, <laughs> but because it was really accessible journaling material for me. And it really helped me get my thoughts on paper in a way that nothing has done before. This was, I would say that this was probably my favorite part of the book that there were so many journal prompts that at some point it was like okay that was enough my brain is already going (laughs) I'm listening to my brain now but also for the ones where I was like okay I don't know about that I don't know about that I don't know about that but then she would keep going it was like okay now you're now you're really getting something to spark I, I did actually really appreciate how many journal prompts she offered and how many opportunities she offered to journal. So I do have the question about, about that, about how much journaling there was. Did that, I mean, as Lori even said, like it kind of felt like a lot. Reading this as a book with here's a map, here's a map, here's a map, here's a map. I can see taking this book and just really spreading it out over like several months instead of trying to read it as I did in four days. <laughs> You guys, I am fully admitting this was last minute for me. I will, other books in our book club, I actually read way too early and then didn't remember very well. So in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm doing this on purpose. (laughs) Um, Oh, I love it. Diane says, I just found out about this group today, so I didn't read it. I love it. I'm just here for the snacks. Well, here, here are the virtual snacks. I'm so glad you're here. Come on in, hang out. Maybe you'll love the book. Maybe you won't. Go go grab a copy and listen to it a little bit and see what you think. So, so for those of you who like really like dug in and did the homework, did you really like space it out a little bit? Like, was it, yeah, I'm seeing lots of nodding heads. Like it was definitely more of a, man, I am not trying to sit down and make five maps today. Cause that, that did seem listening to it. Like that would feel like a lot and in fact, that's actually one of the um, one of the questions that that Chirp had for me to ask you guys was, after reading the book, did did you feel kind of overwhelmed, like, oh, this is a lot of work, or did it feel very doable? I I would say that like listening to it and listening to okay, do this map, the initial listen through felt overwhelming, and then I would go back and I and I like I said I would stop it after every question or everything she said to write. And then uh, the juices started going and it felt doable, but I could only do one every couple of days because it is a lot of reflection and, and things like that. And then, um, then I just, the last, I think after what's the harm, I just started listening through the rest of it. I will say that getting ready for today, because I had done that a couple of weeks ago, getting ready for today, I went back and listened to the plan part of it. And I was, not only excited, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back and, and maybe finish the map so I can do this plan. But I will say that I also heard quite a correlation between that and your latest podcast, 240, the, re- the whole reflection. <laughs> there were lots of things she talked about. Yeah. That I know what you're saying here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of cool. That yeah, I love that you found that correlation too. That's awesome. And then Julie said no because I'm. I thought I'm already covering it. <laughs> Get your cold group. I love it. Well, and that yeah. and that actually is my next question for for those of you who who maybe did the maps or didn't do the maps. Like, where is your journaling just in general? Because I assume if you don't already journal, that this probably did feel like like wow a lot. But if you do journal, it. 
to me, it felt like, okay, these are really directed journaling things. And this makes sense to me because I, I have been journaling for a while now, but if you are relatively new to journaling, I can definitely see how this would have felt like a lot. Um, Lori says that, oh, Sally said, didn't the author suggest a week per chapter? Yes, I did. I do believe that she did say something like that. And I did not have that time. So <laughs> I read it a little faster. And then Lori said that was also the issue for me because I would be on a long walk and I'd go through three chapters and think, no way I can even start. So interesting. I love it. Um, and Lori says, I do some type of journaling every day, sometimes short, sometimes longer. And, and yeah, Lori says, because I journal, <laughs> I felt like I'd already done a lot of this. Well, and that was, I think that was something that was really interesting to me was for an ongoing practice, her, her journaling suggestion was actually very small, that there was a lot of like front loading and then on the daily, it's like, well, I mean, you know, here's a couple sentences in the morning and a couple sentences in the evening, and you can make this work for you. But she was already so far into the book before she explained that. Because in my mind, I'm listening to the maps and I'm like, okay, you're going to have to do this like every so often to really like keep up with it. And I mean, knowing, knowing the process of change very frequently changes while you're changing, <laughs> a lot of changes, <laughs> but but that, that, that while you're changing, your thoughts change, your feelings change. It's worthy of revisiting some of the things and not just to read your old map, like of where you started, but like to really almost rethink it. So I found that to be kind of an interesting suggestion that this was almost a one and done for a lot of the maps. And then the daily journaling was a lot smaller. So I'm curious for those of you who did do the maps, have you have you come back to them and like sort of taken them in a little bit more or or did you just finish the maps you know 113 minutes ago or whatever it was i i did the maps and i or some of them and didn't i haven't come back to them and that was one of the issues i had because she talked about if you have trouble like you're falling off your plan or something or you're having a, a bad day and you feel like, oh, you know, I can't do this because then you go back and you look at your maps. And frankly, if I'm in that headspace, I'm not digging out my map. That's I'm probably going for ice cream. <laughs> so I'm like, I need something a little more user friendly. I, that's literally exactly what I thought too. I was like, if I had the wherewithal to be like, I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to find my map. I'm like, then I wouldn't have been in that crisis moment. Like, like I, I really, I felt like that was one of the practical things that she was talking about that I was like, I wonder if that's actually practical. And because her experience was really specifically with people who were like drug and alcohol users who, you know, where, you know, lapse and relapse might have larger consequences than somebody who, for example, is building a business or writing a book or, you know, or wants to lose weight. Like, I felt like there were definitely stakes for some people and less or fewer stakes for others. And, and in either situation, having the wherewithal to go find your map, I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't really sure. I mean, I, I did come around to this. I did actually really enjoy how many times she talked about the people that she'd worked with and like their success stories and, and even some of their struggles and things like that. Did you find that to be like just a, a good or helpful part of the book for you to have the personal stories? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Lots of nods. You guys remember this is a podcast. So <laughs> I, I do appreciate all the nodding, but you can talk too. It's okay. <laughs> I think it would have been helpful to have them narrate the, like, cause this was her perspective, right. Of their story. So yeah. how, who knows how glazed, like glossed over that is and simplified. And so for me, I was kind of, because I'm used to watching one-on-one -on -one coaching. So for me, I was kind of like, well, that's her take on what happened for them. So, yeah. yeah. I actually, well, yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, I actually really, I was thinking the same thing, Julie, that, but that, and that introduction with um, that woman, Allie, who she then brings up later and discusses her story. I thought that was really interesting, but I almost would have liked Allie's introduction later in the 
when after I understood what was going on here, mm-hmm. because I didn't understand, I, I wasn't able to pay enough attention to that, to the nuances of that conversation. Yeah. That before I had the background of, of what it is that, that this, you know, this, this kindness method is about. Yeah. I, I would want to touch on that just a little bit, really specifically what Julie talked about with watching personal coaching. And this is definitely something that I thought about a couple of times while reading the book myself, that it felt very beginner friendly. And I mean that as a compliment, like it felt very actionable and very simple. And because of that, only beginner friendly. And, and because I happen to know Julie, she is in my get your goal group where she does both receive coaching and watch coaching. Like we're a lot more familiar with like the messy middle. (laughs) Like we know that it gets, it gets kind of nitty gritty in the middle, but I felt like this book was a little bit, a little bit simplified, Mm -hmm. but again, I, I actually mean that as a compliment because I do think it might make it feel very actionable and very doable for somebody who is new to self-awareness. I mean, she even mentioned that I I feel quite a few times in the book that if you've never done the journaling, if you've never really done this self-awareness work, it's not easy. It does feel kind of gritty and and it's okay. Like this is, this is why we kind of stockpile some of these good thoughts and these good feelings and, and this good work before we get going. And actually this is, this is something that I really wanted to touch on with you guys. I felt like the overall tone of the book was very reassuring. Like I thought the title was, was really apropos, the kindness method. I thought she seemed very kind. Mm-hmm. I loved, loved how non-judgmental she was about the kinds of problems that she had helped people with. I, I found that to be just really, really helpful for me personally reading it. Like there was, there was no undertone of, well, you know, those drug addicts, you know, it was like, no people, people use drugs and and then they come to me for help. And this is what we do. And this is what happens and it's all okay. And the thing that everybody can benefit from, no matter what you're coming to me for is kindness. It is compassion. And I really, really resonated with that, like a lot. And I see lots of nods. Did, did anybody feel like, well, not necessarily that that was not good, but did anybody feel like there was something missing from that? Yeah, Kate, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that uh, I liked how she was saying, like, whatever the negative behavior somebody has is, it was useful at some point. It, it, it solved a immediate problem or temporarily solved. And so that was kind of interesting too, to think of things from that perspective. Exactly. I thought that very specifically, I did feel like that was such a compassionate take, such a kind take on when you find yourself kind of wake up in the middle of, Oh, I kind of made my life a mess. (laughs) Like, like, yeah, there's a reason there. There's always a reason why you got there. And it's not necessarily like you have to blame yourself for it, but these were habits that made sense. These were habits that, that kind of, kind of domino affected, like, you know, one at a time it, it solved a problem, like you're saying, or like she said, like it solved a problem and then, and then kind of didn't after a while. And I thought that that was a really compassionate and and kind way of taking care of it. So I am curious. Can I say one thing? Sorry. You said we could interrupt. So yeah, please do. I want to go back to what you said about it being a little simple and I'm not in the get your goal group, but I'm jealous not to be in the get your goal group. But anyway, You're welcome to come join us. <laughs> um, I've been, um, you know, with you for three years since the pandemic started. I've listened to all your podcasts, sometimes two or three times. I do all your workouts and therapy. I think th- that's why it was a little simpler. Now, if I would have had this like way before that, then that would have been great. But honestly, we've already processed. I did the mind management, the journaling with you. I mean, I, I've already processed so much of this. But I, so I'm not negative about the book. I thought it was great. But, you know, we've been doing this now for yeah. a while. For- exactly. Yeah. Which is why I do. I mean, I, I really, truly do mean that as a compliment to the book. Sure. Sure. Because I find the more I do, the more I experience 
explain things at, I think, a higher or, or just more in-depth level that mm-hmm. can be inaccessible for somebody who's like, what is journaling? <laughs> like, like, what am I even doing here? <laughs> and then I have to be like, oh, that's right. Not everybody's been doing this for a while. You, re- you do repeat, though. You do. You keep bringing it up. You keep teaching us. So it's okay. good. Yeah, thank you. And I am really excited, Lori, really specifically when you said you were going to be here. I'm like, I have seen Lori in the hive and on YouTube and on my Instagram for years. And I finally get to actually see your face. I'm so excited to meet you. <laughs> You're very sweet. I am. I'm, I feel very privileged. Thank you. Thank you. Dilly, did you have something to say? I think it's like, yeah, like I feel kind of, you know, this is one of my thoughts. I felt bad saying I didn't like the kindness method. <laughs> you can say anything you want. You I didn't like it for me. It doesn't mean I wouldn't recommend it to somebody else who I exactly hadn't been doing this stuff already. Like, I think it's a really nice tap into like compassionate observer and journaling and, you know, sort of dip your toes in and kind of, because some people I, I know I used to be, had never even stopped to have that kind of compassionate thought. It was just automatic thoughts coming at you, you know, the very negative, that sort of thing. So I would recommend it to some people. I just didn't like it for me yeah, and where I am right now. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, I knowing you as I do, that totally makes sense that this would be like, well, I mean, interesting, but eh, yeah, that's interesting. Margaret says, I did a lot of mapping when I was counseled in employment job searching, career counseling, and this book included it. I love it. That is so cool. And I hadn't thought about it being so useful in other ways. And actually, I, I do have a question for you guys thinking about like really the logistics of the mapping. So literally everything I do has lines. I know you can't really see. I Every notebook I have has lines. I have tried the dotted notebooks and I don't think my brain works that way. So when she's saying, oh, take a blank piece of paper and turn it sideways and write something in the middle, I went, (laughs) it was a stab to my heart. I have no idea how to write something in the middle. So I was very curious how how you all felt about that. If you guys are as freakish as I am, (laughs) Sally said I I have a blank sheet of version too. I did it online on a line notebook paper and it's messy and it's probably why it's not going to be super user friendly because I'm like, huh, well, okay. did you actually start in the middle like she said? Yeah. Or, I don't know if you can see this. No, Zoom is doing that thing no. where it won't show me what you got because it wants to. Yeah, okay. I started in the middle and then just did bubbles all around. But, you know, I was writing things and then just circling them. So, okay. Some of the things I wrote were, you know, almost sentences, not just words. So, well, yeah, because I mean, I felt like I felt like in that sense the, that she did give very clear directions of like, okay, this time you're going to write a sentence or this time you're going to write, you know, some phrases or this is going to be a word or things like that. Again, I felt I felt like her instructions were very clear. And um, Sally has a, a comment. No, excuse me. Lori has a comment about it made me think of somebody from the Get Your Gold group um, who, who does journaling that is very very colorful and a little bit more free form. Uh, It's not a requirement. It's not, well, okay, I do give homework sometimes, but it's not a requirement to turn in your homework in the Get Your Goal group. (laughs) But very often members of the Get Your Goal group will share journaling pages as we're just exploring different thoughts and different like, you know, goal posts along the way of getting our goal. And so I do, I am privy to seeing people's journaling pages. I frequently share my own and it is very interesting to see the different ways that people journal. And I, that's really where I was coming at it with this, like being given a very prescriptive way of freeform journaling. I am curious how that landed or resonated with you and whether or not you, any of you had ever journaled that way before. Um, I feel like I'm talking too much, but I love it. And um so I, I would say I'm kind of in the middle between beginning and, and where Julie is, right? So I'm in the Get Your Goal group, and I've done journaling before, but it was one of those things that I had always kind of um, just like, oh, I, you know, pushed back against. Like, I don't want to do that. And just in the last, I'd say, month, 
something broke through and now I'm looking forward to every morning journaling and, and it. really recognize, you know, I'm just, I'm doing the work. I'm doing the work that you're doing it. and, it's, and it's working, but this was almost too free form. So it was almost too broken up. Like there's a whole bunch of thoughts and nothing's really putting them together. Although it did kind of spark some ideas to go and journal about that I did in my journal. Yeah. So I'm, I'm holding myself back from like wanting to ask you questions. Like, so what broke through? Share with us. All. Like, I want to coach you. Right yeah, now. Really <laughs> about the positive, you know, it, about the, how really the thoughts, the feelings and thoughts, the thoughts, you know, and actions. Right. So the, um, I, I have this long and negative conversation going on in my head all the time where I, when I realized that it was, became exhausting, just physically exhausting. And I'm like, this has got to stop. So between the get your goal group and listening to your podcast, and I just started therapy like a month ago, like all of that together. I love it. It's so funny when I talk to my therapist, I'm like, well, so I've been journaling and this is what I thought. And she's like, yeah, I've got nothing else for you. <laughs> so you're fixed. I mean, congratulations. I love it. <laughs> you're like ahead of your therapist's game. Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, I think really the negative self-talk and trying to make um, helpful versus unhelpful thoughts. That has been a game changer. I love it. I love it. We're not reviewing my book yet, though. So let's do <laughs> Okay, but I gotta tell you, some of this is some of this almost does feel like a little bit of market research for me, because my book is going to be kind of actionable in this same sort of way with journaling. I'm, I am really curious, for those of you who who did the work, like, how did that fit in? Margaret is saying that when I did the mapping, um, I was encouraged to be very creative, cutting and pasting, and of course, doing bubbles, plus creating pie like pieces. See, and I think if I thought about it as an art project, I mean, art therapy is a thing. Like, I think if I thought about it as an art project, I would probably feel a lot more free. So, Margaret, I love that 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 was something that you were encouraged to do was really be creative with it as opposed to here, we're going to find what's in your brain, but write it anywhere and put bubbles around. (laughs) Like, that was kind of how I heard it. It was it was a little bit like. I'm really okay with just writing on my lines. <laughs> like I, I kind of wanted to hang on to that, like my little blankie, like, but this is how I always journal. <laughs> so I will tell you that I actually had a bit of a, I'm not going to call it an epiphany, but I did have a, a thought while I was listening while walking that, that my resistance to the idea of starting in the middle and drawing bubbles around it isn't necessarily good information for me that just because I resist it doesn't mean I can't get something out of it. So though I did not have time in the four minutes between finishing the book and starting this book, (laughs) I am actually committing to myself to, to sit down and do at least one of the maps and do it her way. Just, just as like an almost intellectual puzzle to like, really, I mean, to hear what it brings up in me and whether or not that does kind of spark something different rather than journaling the way I'm used to. I mean, doing something different can can be good. Here's a revelation. <laughs> Terry says, I have actually struggled to do narrative style journaling on lined paper. I found the bubble mapping format fit the way my head works. I love that. And I do think that there are definitely like, thoughts and and maybe I don't want to say like oh there are people who think this way but but kind of I do think that there are different ways of thinking about different things and sometimes when I'm in a creative mode thinking creatively looks one way and sometimes when I'm like in analytical mode my analysis looks a different way and and tapping into the creative can be incredibly helpful so I I love that you were able to to find that versus the narrative style um, Julie says, tangent warning, I always find one quote in a book that speaks to me. Um, <laughs> looking back, it was the ants that carried me away, not the elephant. That's so funny. I actually, I like sat down on that one too. I paused the book and I was like, that's a really important way of thinking about it. It's not the big thing that you think is coming for you. It's all the little, it's the death by a thousand cuts thing where you don't feel one ant at a time. And then all of a sudden you're out of the picnic. Yeah, that's really cool that that was the quote that that really struck you too. I love it. Um, I had a question and it was really important. 
Oh, did I ask you yet what you thought about having the author herself read it? Because you all know how much I love hearing the actual author's voice. That is really meaningful to me. And so I am curious if if that felt more or less meaningful or interesting for any of you. I, I love hearing her voice. Her accent was fabulous. I know. She had a very nice voice. Yeah, I agree. And I want to, can I go back? I want to ask one question about yeah. journaling. Um, yeah. So my friend Barbara and I work out to you together every morning. She lives in North Carolina. So we just put the same video on and do it. So we don't write journaling. We process everything while we're talking during that half hour time period. Do you guys go back to your journals and reread things? Am I totally missing that, that I'm not processing on paper? Is that a very important piece of this? Well, you here, I'm going to put on my coach hat real quick. You tell me, what do you think you get out of your journaling? And are you satisfied with it? Because that's the most important part is your satisfaction. Uh, well, I, since mine is all oral journaling, I guess I'm, yeah. I mean, it's working for me right now. So I guess that's what matters. That's all that matters. That is 100% the thing that matters when you are getting out of it what you want. It works. All right. Thank you for your input on that. Yeah. Well, and that's also really fun because I do think that that is something that is frequently missing from self-help books in general is the benefit of verbal journaling. I mean, being able to talk, I'm sure, I'm sure there are plenty of books from like therapists who want you to talk, who probably talk about things like that. I tend to read books from people who want you to journal like on paper. So I do think that that's a really interesting, like addition to like, what would you consider doing a map? Like in absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, I did order the book and paper back because like a lot of people are saying listening to it was great to get the overview, but I'm waiting for it to come. And who doesn't love a reason to start a new notebook? I yes. mean, seriously, right? <laughs> yes. For real. That's <laughs> moment when you get a new notebook. It is. Oh, yes. I've got a bin full of them. So I had to go choose one now. But no, yeah. you know, I'm totally open to the idea. I just was wondering what you ladies thought about, you know, if you're referring back or if that was really something I was totally missing out on. So. Yeah. Um, I, I do personally, I do occasionally, I find that my referring back is almost exclusively to teach you guys something. It's not necessarily for my own benefit, but of course I always get benefit from doing that and teaching you guys. So, so yes, there probably is some benefit of it, but even verbally, I mean, I remember conversations with friends. I remember things that I said or things that I felt. You can review your journaling, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So I took you from your question. Yes. Did everybody oh, like no, I, I read it herself. So. Yeah. <laughs> so Julie says at the end, oh, I listened to one and a half speed. Oh, so did I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys, I'll, I'll be honest. I... I cannot remember the last time I listened to something at normal speed. I listened to podcasts on at least one and a quarter or one and a half. I listened to audio books on one and a quarter or one and a half. Although I do like that chirp has the 1.1, 1.2. Like I do like that you have really granular control on chirp specifically more so than like podcasts. I, I don't listen to anything on normal speed ever. So, so yes, her voice may have been like a little bit, Listen to Paula. Can't you though? That's interesting. When I'm watching my own stuff or listening to my own stuff, I totally listen to myself fast too. I remember what I said. I I just sound like a little chipmunk though. Oh, you guys are funny. Challenge accepted. Yes. Try listening to me fast. Yeah, the two times, the two times is too much. I have a hard time with that one. And yes, Sally, to answer your question from quite some time ago, yes, she was British. And that's why all of us Americans loved her voice. Because we we love us a British accent. Uh, and Terry says, y'all must be really focused. I'm a Southern girl. <laughs> I can only listen as fast as I can talk. That is so fun. I love it. Um, but so, okay, so really specifically about Shuru Wazadi, I find... I find a lot of resonance in hearing their personal stories when I know it's coming from them. Like we as a book club read, uh, wow, I feel kind of embarrassed that I can't come up with the name of it. It was the man who, tell the best story of your life. And he had a narrator and it was like, I mean, like when the narrator was saying my wife died and when my wife was sick and all this stuff, it was like, that wasn't your wife. (laughs) 
like I totally, I got, I got kind of sassy with the narrator a little bit on that. So Bob Litwin, thank you very much, Laura and Sally. Um, I, I really love hearing an author's own voice. Like I just find such a personal resonance in that. And I, I kind of assume you all do because you're all nodding your heads. Remember it's podcast. <laughs> but I, okay, so let me ask you this though. Have you ever listened to a book that was not by the author that it felt like, oh no, that was absolutely fantastic. I thought that was wonderful and it didn't matter. I listened to a book by Nicholas Kristof. I don't know if you know who Nicholas Kristof is. He was a New York Times bestselling author. And he actually lives in a town. I live in Oregon. He lives in a town not too far. And he wrote the book Tightrope. Oh. And Jennifer Garner was the voice. And they have a personal relationship. He and his wife have a personal relationship with Jennifer Garner. Who doesn't love Jennifer Garner? Right. Yeah. And so I did, because I knew of their relationship, I could visualize it kind of in my head. So... Okay. I, I did enjoy that, but I typically like listening to the author if I'm going to listen to something. Yeah. So was that book like nonfiction, but more, more like narrative telling a story as opposed to telling a personal ish story or like, were there personal anecdotes in that book? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. yes. But she was telling stories about it was, the, yeah, she was telling stories about our small town here and then making connections with what's happening here to the greater country politically oh. and financially you know just in a lot of ways but okay maybe because I just love Jennifer Gardner that's what it was I don't know yeah I can see that that's yeah. fair <laughs> that's totally fair and Julie says I don't even think about it that's really interesting um and Lori says that I feel like in fiction it's fine for someone else to read but memoir always feels wrong to me I I do think that the the use of the I pronoun it it does feel a lot more immediate when you know it's the actual person. Although I am thinking about this and I, I remember when I was listening to how emotions are made that I knew that it was not the author and yet it didn't bother me at all. Like the personal anecdotes still felt very personal. And I actually thought that the narrator, uh, in fact, in my mind, the narrator was the author. Like I just, I kind of let that be my own little personal imagination. It didn't bother me that it wasn't. Whereas the book from, from Bob Litwin it did feel a little bit weird. And I wonder why. And that one was a lot more nonfiction. I agree. There was a lot of science in it and a lot of, and, and maybe that's why I am curious. Not that we're talking about that book, but we are. But I am curious if maybe the author was like almost too sciencey to be able to narrate. I have wondered about that. Like, like why an author wouldn't want to narrate their own book. It is in my contract. I get first dibs that I still have to audition but I get first dibs on being the, the narrator of my book because that's so important to me. Um, and Sally says it all made sense to me as a Brit. Oh, but were there any cultural references in the book that lost you? Um, meaning that the author lost eight stone equals 112 pounds. I actually got out my calculator and did that because I'm becoming familiar with the stone thing. So, but other than that, I, did you guys feel that she, here, let me ask this like this. Did you feel that she was overly British <laughs> like, or did you, because I felt like this one was very understandable. Whereas hormonal, that was just the last one we read. She referenced the British medical system so many times that I was like, I don't think I knew this. And I, I really did feel like I wasn't entirely sure what her trajectory was for her like medical path. So there were some, I guess, cultural hurdles in that book that it didn't, it didn't change my, it didn't change my opinion of the book because I didn't love that book. So it didn't make it, it didn't make it worse. It didn't make it better. It was just, it was what it was. And Julie says, I tapped out on that one so early. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't bug you at all. <laughs> I love it. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. So did you guys find one of the maps to be, like, so, I don't know, compelling or on another end of it, did you find one of the maps to be like, oh, I will never do that map? Like, did you, did you feel that there was one or more that felt very much like, oh, okay, I'm going to get so much out of this or one or more that felt like, oh, why would anybody ever want to do that? Or, or just what kind of like a visceral reaction you might've had to, to any of the maps. I actually felt pretty I guess I'm going to say neutral or curious neutral about all of them. I didn't think any of them seemed 
yucky. And I didn't think any of them seemed irrelevant either. I understood like where she was going with the big picture on all of them. Did anybody else have any opinions about that? Y'all can unmute, it's okay. I didn't have a um I didn't have a problem with any of them. I will say the one that really seemed to resonate with me the most was the what hasn't worked. So writing down all the things that I've tried that didn't work and then really thinking about, okay, why? What you know, why is it that these haven't worked? And I so I thought that was super helpful to have that written down. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. So I'll I'll be very curious in the future if it's something that that you might revisit and, and maybe even get more out of that. I, I am curious. I mean, I'm very curious about the long-term effects of this book. Like it, again, it all felt very beginner friendly. It felt very usable. It felt very actionable. And I'm curious for somebody who uses it, whether or not it'll still feel beginner friendly, usable and actionable in a couple months. Cause I, I felt like she did address it in the book. Don't get me wrong, but I felt like this was very much a, you're starting your journey and here we go. Like so many of us do. I mean, this is self-help books We're we're getting you over the hump. And then, oh, by the way, in a year and a half, when you're still losing weight, there's going to be other crap that comes up. <laughs> like there'll be different junk in your head and you, you might have to do this again. And you might have to do this in a different way, which I felt like she kind of touched on but it's hard to do with a, a beginner friendly book. So I am curious. I mean, not that you can tell me right now, unless you read this book six months ago, but I am curious how, how helpful those maps will be on an ongoing basis as, as your life changes. Um, Margaret says, I felt when the author was listing her affirmations, she spoke with a lot of expression and kindness. Yeah. It was evident to me that yes, indeed, she was someone who had a lot of experience changing the confidence levels of her clients. I, I felt that too. There were definitely times in the book where it was like, oh, this is how you talk to your clients. Like this is, this is how you come to them with like an openness and a kindness. I, I really, I really liked hearing that in her voice. I thought that was really nice. Um, I had, I had at least one more question. Oh gosh. See, this is what happens when we're all chatting. This is so fun. Um, but I did have at least one more question about um, oh, about changing confidence, actually, uh, about how she, oh, no, that was not the question that I wanted to ask. I'm going to ask you this one, but then I do have one more. I'm going to ask you the one more now. <laughs> I don't want to forget it. Did it bother anybody else? And she mentioned it in the book, but did it bother anybody else how long it took her to actually get you a plan and get moving? <laughs> no, you all were on board with that? Chapter, was it like chapter 16 before you got to that? Yeah, yeah, I was not, yeah. <laughs> But she, she was kind of self-deprecating. She joked about it, too, so it was funny. Yeah, which I appreciated because... Like I wouldn't read a book like this. <laughs> which I, I was happy that I did read the book like that, but I was also like, oh, yeah, we haven't. We haven't really made any forward momentum just yet, 16 chapters in. Yeah. It, so, yeah. There, there was a lot of that, like, that classic... Um, tell people what you're going to tell them, then tell them, then tell them what you told them thing. And there was a lot of all the way to like the last chapter, there was a lot of, and I'm going to tell you about this. And I was like, we're in chapter, like, whatever, 33. And like, if you haven't already told us, then don't tell me that you're going to tell me, just tell me already. Lori, did you like this book? Actually, I didn't, I actually found it interesting. I just didn't think it was actionable for my life. So at some point, you know, I was just kind of, you know. Was it the bubble in the middle of the page thing? Is that what, is that what stopped you from being actionable? No, I want lines on my pages. You I know. know. You want whole sentences. You want paragraphs. I know. That's right. I fight you on the short sentences as it is, much less the bubbles. No, but for real, is that what, is that what made it seem not as actionable? I am curious. <laughs> no, actually, it was because, uh, as a lot of us were saying, I feel like I've done all this work already with you um, through the homeworks you've given me over time. And I, I had explored a lot of that and doing it in a different way with bubbles would have you know, been different, but it wouldn't have been new. And so I didn't think it was necessary. Well, I tell you what, I, this, this conversation is bringing to mind to me that I'm going to give um, homework to everybody in the Get Your Goal group to start with the bubbles. 
you listening on the podcast later, there were just a couple of eye rolls and there were a couple of like, faces. <laughs> you know, it's my job to push you out of your comfort zone. Literally my job. I tell you this every day. <laughs> oh, I love it. You guys are so funny. And everybody who's saying I'm not in the group, um, this is your, your personal invitation. Come join. This is actually a lot like what meetings are like. <laughs> We, we joke sometimes we cry too but like we do a lot of laughing and it's a lot of fun okay so anyways there was a question about um um how the author talks about the balance of a client's confidence that they can change it and I've heard this before about like where you want to be in order to make a change with like the the high importance low confidence and I was really curious and the you know the low importance high confidence high importance high confidence low importance low confidence I thought that that chapter was actually really interesting because I've heard about like the, the pre-process to change before <laughs> meetings just have a lot more snot and tears and they are more private. Yeah, it's true. I don't, I don't post them on a podcast later because <laughs> we do get, we do get kind of personal and in, in a good way. I mean, I'm hopefully it's a good way <laughs> that'll sell it. Julie. We're not trying to sell anything. We're being honest. It's okay. <laughs> Well, this is, this is actually something, I mean, I'm going to, we'll come back to the confidence thing or we won't, but this is something that I thought that, that Sheru Wazadi actually did a really, really good job of as a, as a coach and as a person who, who helps people make personal change. I know how gritty it gets. I know how ugly it can feel. I know how hard this work can be sometimes. And I thought she did a really good job of both saying it's hard and you can do it. And here's how, and kindness is the path. And I, I, I really took that in like, just as a coach, like not even necessarily like for myself as like trying to help myself do something, but as a coach, it's like, I think that's a really nice message. It is hard and you can do it. Yeah. Julie. Um, that's part of what bothered me a little bit too. It, it, no, that part was great, but then it's always going to feel that way. You know, it's not, you're just going to make these maps and then you're done. You know, everything's going to be good. You're going to get to your goal. You'll pull it out when you hit a hiccup and everything's fine. No, it's going to keep feeling crappy, you know, and it's, and I, I kind of like that you gave that to us. So we know there's always work to do. Yeah. It's not just one and yeah. done. And I understand yeah. it's a self-help book. You kind of have to sell the happy ending, but yeah, it, it, like this work is never done. Yeah. I will tell you, there were two things that I took umbrage with in the book. <laughs> Number one, those of you who have ever heard me talk about giving away your power and believing that a situation or a person makes you feel a certain way. I, she, she talked about that a lot. And so every time she did, I was like, I don't have to take that on. I don't have to argue with you. What is the point of what she is saying? So I, I, I personally coached myself through some parts of the book, definitely. But I, well, no, there were three parts because there was the affirmations too. And I didn't care for the affirmations. Um, but the, the point kind of near the end where she's like, here are the three stages of change. One is where it feels kind of difficult. Two is where it feels a lot easier. And then three is where everything's great. I'm just like, you're a liar. <laughs> that one, I did not coach myself at all. I just was like, I totally disagree with you. I totally disagree with you. <laughs> so I am curious for those of you who have actually enacted change in your life. I got really choked up on that one. Did, did you find that part to be a little difficult to believe? the three steps to everything's great. <laughs> um, you guys, you guys are like selling my group in the chat here. Thank you. Thank you for all of that. Cause you are really all completely welcome to come join the get your goal group. And, and if it's not a thing that you can do right now, you are completely welcome to come to the book club where we do talk about this kind of stuff. And apparently I do some coaching and I tell you all of my stuff, what I don't coach about, because this is, I mean, honestly, you guys, I love, I became a personal trainer so that I could have like personal conversations. I love having conversations. I love talking about books. I love talking about change. I love hearing what you guys are changing. And I am really curious. I'm going to wrap it up with this because we've been chatting for an hour, but I am curious whether or not you found something 
really actionable right now? And if so, if you wanted to share like what your actionable thing was and, and how this book did kind of move you in that direction? Or was it something that you were already making changes with that you then just kind of plugged in with, with her method? At the risk of talking too much, I'll just say that um, I'm on Thursday, I'm meeting my sister that I haven't talked to in an, over a year because of something, a fa big family drama, something that was very painful that my two older sisters um, talked about behind my back and held against me for like two years. And it came out in a very angry conversation. And so we're meeting for the first time and I'm 58, but I'm still the younger sister. So I have all this shit. Anyway, can we swear? Um, yeah, please do. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was about I, to say F, yeah. Doing this podcast, they'll be nice. <laughs> when I was doing these, the two maps are like what I'm happy to be and what I'm proud of. Like I said before, I got very emotional and it's, it's really helped me kind of talk through in my head how I'm going to approach this and like, what if she says this or what if, or what if, and what, how am I going to do that? But the whole thing is I am very proud of myself. I am very proud of the woman that I am. And yeah. you, I, you know, I'm not going to let you take my power away, you know? Yes. And so this, I think this came at a good time because I'm going to have this conversation in 48 hours and I'm nervous about it. Yeah. I haven't done these well. And so this time I want to do it differently. And I think this is, this has helped me a little bit. Get what prepared. a brilliant use of this book. I have to be honest, when I was reading it, I was thinking about, I mean, she, she's talking about long-term habit change. I love how you found something so immediate for it in your own life and got such, I mean, such actionable results from it already that you feel empowered. I love that. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. That's um, awesome. And my husband will be there. <laughs> so if it all goes to hell in a handbasket, you're okay. <laughs> exactly. No, it'll be, it, I want to leave being okay. I don't want to leave being upset. Yeah. I want to be leave being okay. And that I did, I did the right thing. And yeah. I think this has helped me. Well, then I'm going to coach you just super quickly. The only person who gets to determine how right it goes is you. That your self-talk is literally the only thing you have access to afterwards. They're going to have their own thoughts. They're going to have their own feelings. And you are allowed and get to think anything you want. Anything. Thank you. Love you. Love you. You guys, you guys, this was so much fun. So much fun. We're doing this again. Hey, you know when we're doing this again? I don't. I don't have an exact date, but I do know this is June. We're meeting again in August because we're doing an every other month thing now just so that we have a little bit more time. When we were doing it monthly, it kind of felt like homework. It kind of felt like homework to me. Like I have to read a book this month. And I read a book every month. Like that wasn't hard, but it it still felt a little difficult. So when I was talking to Chirp about it, they were like, yeah, let's just do a little bit of breathing room. Every other month can really give people enough time to like, absorb and really do the work too. I mean, especially with books like this, it's like when you, when you get to get in and do the maps and do the stuff, it can take some time. So the next book that we're reading, and I'm going to tell you right now, it is not on sale yet, but it's going to be. So don't buy it today. Um, it'll be on sale. I think maybe by the time the podcast comes out on Sunday, I don't know the exact date. We are reading the untethered soul which has been recommended to me a million times. And I meant to look up the author. I think it's Michael Singer, but I feel like I am making that up completely. I don't even know where that name came from. So I'm going to, I'm just going to edit that part. out. <laughs> We're reading the untethered soul. I know that's the title of the book. I'm very excited. I have had so many people recommend this book to me. So when you go to chirpbooks.com slash Paula, you can follow the book club. It's, I mean, it's, it's not really another social media. It's not like you have to come and like post things or anything, but you can. And they have like, um, they'll send you like the discount and stuff like that. They'll let you know when the book goes on sale and, and all that kind of good stuff. So it's a nice way to kind of keep in contact over there. M Singer, thank you. Thank you very much. Sally always knows. Sally is good with this stuff and or she just Googles really fast. <laughs>
<laughs> and yes, you can absolutely wait till the last minute to read that book. I know it is going on sale sometime between now and then. I don't know exactly when. I think it's I think it's next week. I'm just going to say next week and then y'all can look next week because it'll be on sale sooner rather than later. Um, and it'll be on sale for a while. I think this one, I think this is like, like a full 30 days, but I probably shouldn't promise you that of how long the discount goes so that we have plenty of time to like get it on sale and then have time to read it. And then we'll come back together and we'll talk about it. And I will have, it is on sale now. Well, you guys, this is why I should look things up before <laughs> I start talking. For everybody listening on the podcast, either go check it out or don't go check it out or whatever. We're reading The Untethered Soul. And I can't wait to talk to everybody about that because we have so much fun, you guys. I will have information on the podcast where you can sign up for it and I'll have actual dates and actual, actual authors, <laughs> you know, all the good stuff. <laughs> Thank you so, so, so much for being here. I have so much fun with you. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Bye-bye. If you're getting a lot out of the Fitness Matters podcast and you're ready to take it to the next level, you're going to love the Get Your Goal Coaching and Accountability Group. We take all the theory and knowledge here on the podcast and actually apply it in real life on your real weight loss and fitness goals. It's hands-on, it's fun, and it works. Find out more at paulabfitness.com slash get dash your dash goal. And let's get your goal.